The final score in Boston, Merrimack falls to Northeastern 2 to nothing. And joining us as he does for a post-game chat is the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. And uh, I thought a different kind of game from last night. Uh, I thought overall your, your club played better. You had more shots. You, you limited their better players to the types of chances as compared to the other night. Uh, you know, uh, in many areas of the game, you played better, but still the same result. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I concur. Um, I thought we did some some things better. Uh, I thought that we um, were ready to go. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot easier to play when you have the lead than it is when you're trailing. And, and for whatever reason, you know, we've had a tough time getting that first one. You know, it really, uh, thumb in the dike is, is how I would describe it. You know, singles has that empty net. Witt makes a great second effort. But that goes in, we're up one nothing, and, and we've got to, I think it, the game takes shape differently. Um, proud of our guys and how hard they worked. Proud of our guys and how they stuck with it. Um, and, and right now, it's for me, it's all about mentality. Uh, you know, uh, we are a statistical anomaly, as I discussed before the game. Uh, we're doing everything right except scoring goals. You know, um, you know, last night we gave up five, but you know, we haven't done that very much. We've defended well. We've got good goaltending. Um, you know. Puck luck will even off if you keep it up, and, and uh, that's based on my experience. You mentioned the singleton chance. I'll add to that. I'll add the uh, the shot that Justin Mansfield had a good shot from the point where he came in and, and may have caught caught Witt a little bit off guard. He still made a pretty good glove save. You had the, the, the chance that Clayton Jardine had early in the second period where Witt made a similar save that he made off of off of Singleton in the first, and then you had Jordan Haywood hitting the post in the third period. I mean, you guys, you got good chances, good high-quality chances, and, and uh, they just didn't go in. My question is, uh, I mean, we're watching up there. It's frustrating to watch for us. How do you guys avoid it? Well, you know what? I thought tonight was the first night where I thought we, we pressed a little bit. You know, um, Gouldy had a chance in the first period, and, uh, you know, he hit him hit him in the chest with it. Um, you know, we had some shots where we kind of really hit the crest instead of, you know, picking corners and, and um, you know, Chris uh, LeBlanc was in alone by himself uh, a little bit. So, you know, I thought tonight was the first night where we kind of pressed a little bit. But uh, I don't know how many posts. I think we had more than one post tonight. I think we hit a couple yeah, posts. Um, you know, I thought Witt played pretty well. Um, but uh, what what are your alternatives? You know, you just keep trud- trudging along. And I don't think anybody's recipe in playing us is to give us 38 shots on net. I mean, I think the, the shot attempts were 79 to 45. Um, and uh, lies, damn lies in statistics, right? Sure. Um, the, the, what really matters is the two to the zero. But uh, you, you, I think, in all honesty, anybody that was there, you know, they had a, they had a tip where we had two marked guys. Uh, you know, our, our defense were doing a great job inside out. The sticks are in the air. A tip goal from 70 feet. And then... Uh, you know, a CNI bouncing puck on a power play to a backdoor guy. Um, you know, again, you tip your cap, but a little bit of, of puck luck there, and, and you make that. You know, um, we got to just keep going forward. It'll it'll come back in threefold. And obviously, you didn't. Uh, I mean, there, w- there was no quit at that point. Uh, I thought that the the way you guys played in the second and third period, you did just about everything that you wanted to do to try to get back in the game except maybe score a goal and uh, maybe one, the best opportunity that you had was during the five on three where uh, you just weren't able to get much going on that no we were pretty stale um, you know we talked 
after the game and before our game today, after last night's game, before the game today, that, that there was a look that we liked. Um, that we, we, I thought we got away from too early last night, and we we did the inverse. <laughs> we we got a good look on it early, and then they took it away, and we stayed with it instead of rolling into something else. Um, you know, and, and so I'll take the heat on that. You know, Coach Stewart's away. And, um, you know, we've got some different guys out there on the five-on-three. And it was one of those situations where, you know, we were coaching it on the bench. Our next unit was ready to go, and we were ready to make the adjustment I think we needed to make, and we never got a whistle. I think they had, you know, a, a minute and a half of the five-on-three, you know. I almost, if it was a basketball game, I would have called a timeout halfway through and then got a, got fresh bodies out that, that kind of knew what we wanted to do. But um, I'll, take the, I'll take the heat for that one. Any thoughts of maybe uh, getting the goalie out for six attackers, or is that just too many in that situation? Um, <laughs> uh, that's Curtis laughing in the background because it's something that I've talked about and thought about. Um, you know, possession. I don't know what more. I don't know what more we get out of it. You know, um, we needed to get them moving a little bit because they were they were just standing in shot lanes and uh, and we didn't do it. I don't think having an extra body would have had an impact. Uh, I- the times that I have seen it, I've thought that, I mean, you have a lot of space out there as it is with the five-on-three. The, the sixth guy almost takes away some of your own space, doesn't he? I, I'm kind of a fan, so, uh, you know, but but I don't, it, it can't, for sure. And, and you know, last night we ended up hitting Chris LeBlanc with, one, with a one-timer on a five-on-three. So, you know, yeah, you put two bodies in front of the net, you, you almost make it easier, right? Because... Even though the goalie can't see it, you got three bodies there. It's bound to hit one of them. Yeah, and it could be another guy that it hits and ends up, you know, going off into the corner or something. And I'm not, I'm not so worried about giving up goals there because you know you've got two guys to every one of theirs. If if they're able to gather a puck and, and make a 200 foot shot, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. I think the bigger issues would be how would you, how would you get that guy off? You know, um, who would go for him? When would he come? You know, logistics that you could work out, but does it? You know, what's the benefit out of it? Does it outweigh some of those difficult things you're going to have to deal with? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing that if, if if you had a chance, which you didn't really seem to, but you would have liked to get uh, Tyrion in out for the extra attacker sooner than than you were able to. I know they were able to kill some time in your zone, and uh, uh, you know, you, by the time that you were able to get him out, there was only what 40 seconds left in the game, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know we. We had it set up the way we wanted, um, you know. Had you know, they they did a good job. You know, we got a shot on net. They blocked it. Uh, they blocked a lot of shots tonight. Um, you know, they, they did they did a good job. You got to tip your cap. Another thing we talked about during the game was, you know, a lot of times when you guys over the years have been trying to. Uh, turn the tide or turn the, the whatever it is turn change your fortunes i guess a lot of times you will turn to the stretch but uh and, and it's funny because looking back over the last few weeks and we said well we haven't really seen the stretch very much well there's a reason for that you use the stretch when you hemmed in in your own zone and you guys haven't been hemmed in in your own zone you've had the puck in the offer you've been making plays you've been doing everything but putting the puck in the net and 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 also i'll be candid with you against a team like northeast and they want more ice you know, so the stretch almost helps them out. You know, some of the some of the, the teams that, that have the high octane forwards, it doesn't benefit you to 
send that guy out of the zone because now they've got more room to operate. You know, we wanted to crowd them, and, and I thought we did a real good job with that. We made some adjustments. Um, you know, and I, I give our guys a lot of credit because they stayed with it, and they haven't been rewarded, but it's coming. Just to be clear, there wouldn't, wouldn't really have been a reason to do it, right? I mean, you didn't need to. No, no. I, you know, I didn't think we broke out, broke the puck out of the zone as well in the second as we did the first and the third, but um, but it's still we didn't have too many problems. So, uh, looking back on this one, um, you know, any other things that you think before you have a chance to look at the tape in terms of what you what you liked and what you didn't like in this game. Well, you know, we've, we've got to get better around the net. I mean, we're getting chances, and, and uh, you know, the the, the the irony is, you know, if, if, if our opponents were getting the same chances, you know, how would they be doing with them? We need to make more out of the chances we're getting because we're getting them, you know. Uh, but I really think it's it's we've got our thumb in the dike and we're pressing a little bit now. And, um, and we talked about it after the second period, right? The only way we're going to get back in this is to stick with what we're doing. And and I give them a lot of credit because they did. Yeah. Uh, and we had our chances and we hit posts and, you know, we had him down and out and he made some great saves and, you know, woulda, coulda, shouldas. But uh, there's really no alternative, is there? I mean, you know, we, we believe that the way we play is going to give us the best chance to succeed. And, and it has shown, I think, that, that huge benefit to play that way, you know, and except for in the scoring call. Um, so we just need to keep working on, on plays around the net. I do want to touch on Rasmus Tiernan. We had him as the warrior of the game tonight. I thought that the times in the game when they were able to get some pressure, he kept you guys within two at that point and uh, played well tonight. You know, I, I thought he fought it a little bit, you know, and I think it's hard on the goalies, too. I remember being at, when I was at UMass, when we first got there with Tut Cahoon, we had a goalie, Marcus Helenen. Uh, it was a real good finished goaltender, and uh, we were offensively challenged uh, at UMass at the time. And he went through a stretch where he really struggled, and in, in speaking with him afterwards, he felt like if he gave up one goal that we, we were done. And, you know, that uh, the, it was overwhelming to think. And back then they were out shooting us pretty heavily. You know, we, we're, we're out shooting our opponents right now and, and, and not getting any goals. But um, I, think I, almost, I, think, I almost think I saw that this weekend with our goalies. Like they feel like they've got to make every save. And, and uh, you know, and if not, we're in trouble. And, and they just have to do their job. And I think that's a message for everybody, you know. So, uh, no, I thought he battled. But I didn't think it was easy for him tonight. All right, well, you go to Yale next weekend. Obviously, uh, you step out of the league, and it doesn't get any easier because you're going up against the defending national champions who had only lost once coming in tonight. Uh, last saw, last I saw, they had lost to Cornell tonight 2-1, to one, so you get them coming in off of a close loss. But um, pretty good club, obviously, in Yale, and they picked up right where they left off last year. Yeah, and, and that's uh, we're excited to play them. I mean, our non-conference schedule this year, you know, between uh, Denver and Clarkson, who's playing great hockey right now, and... Um, you know, we, we're, we're going to Yale. We've got QPAC for two. You know, we, we've got our hands full. But um, that's the fun part of it, you know. It'll prepare us for that next weekend against BU, I'll tell you that much. And Thanksgiving coming up, uh, what's the holiday going to be like in the Dennehy household? Uh, short. Uh, Kelsey has a tournament next week. Um, so I'll be I'll be home by my lonesome uh, while we're traveling to Yale. But... Uh, you know, we'll have the security system on. <laughs> so uh, we'll have Thanksgiving with, with family and then 
they're off to um, a, a tournament up at Jay's Peak. So um, excited for her. Well, we wish her the best of luck. Wish you guys happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week at Yale. Thanks, Mike.